All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. 15 and 2, that's Boston. This is Sunday morning. We're talking about it right now. And... Um, I got, I got a quick stat for you about Boston, okay? Going into the weekend, Cindy, they had 68 goals. So they were leading the NHL in goals. Yeah. When you, everybody knows what the I Bru- didn't know this. Right. I, I did. You wrote it down for me. So when you coached the Bruins, everybody thought the Bruins were the tough. Well, you guys were the toughest team. And, and what, what was your nickname? The Lunch Pail? Lunch Pail Gang. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So You know what that's from? You know, when it's all business, when the game starts. Have a lot of fun. No, and everything, but when the game starts, we're ready. Right. So you guys scored in the five years that you coached. You guys had over three hundred goals. Yeah, every, and, and every I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story. Harry Simmons had across the desk, and you know he, he didn't. He really, I don't think he really liked our club. To tell you the truth, and he said we scored three hundred goals again. And uh, I give him the. He says, "How do we do it?" And I give him the 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 st- sweet answer. I don't know, you know, like a dummy. I knew how we did it. Put it high or put how it low. How did you do it? Put the, put the puck high or put it low. Rebound. Uh, I could go on and on. Either you put it right underneath the, the, the netting or you put it along the ice, one or the other. Yeah. Anyhow, so, go ahead, but, Tim. But, so you had 345 goals your first year, and then you had over 300 the next four years. And don't forget, Tim, there was, we, they play 82 games now. We've only played 80. Right, so two less games. And for instance, last year only one team, or only three teams, had over three hundred goals. I just of, don't think of, of the Bruins as a high-scoring team. No, I, nobody I ever and does. And you never ran up the score. And and you know, it's funny thing. I I hate to jump in, Tim, when we're talking, but when we get up like four-one or five-one, nobody's going to beat us except you know, Seavers fool around. We used to, I used to play the third and fourth line all the time. And you know what? I never realized this till I. To the players, you know, the guys would have bonuses and all that stuff and everything. And the first and second line uh, never get mad. Uh, you know, you think they get mad playing the third and fourth line all the time. Go ahead, Tim. Yep. Sorry. So, but last year, Florida had the most at 312. And you guys, you're, you're, 312 was the least amount of goals you guys ever scored last year. And that was the most goals scored last year in, in, uh, in the NHL. So, but I got to tell you, I was kind of looking through this. So Terry O'Reilly, everybody thinks he's the yeah, tough guy. Tell, tell us about so, that. So the 77-78 series, season, nobody had a season like Terry, and nobody will ever again. Ever again. Ever, ever. again. This is, he was in the top 10 in points. He had, he had get 90, that. Top 10 in the points. He had 90 points. He was in the top 10 in assists. He was top 10 in penalty minutes. Now, get that. You have to realize that. Top 10. And top 10 in fights. And nobody, that'll never happen again because the guys that can fight can't score. Well, yeah, they're in the box. And the guys that can score don't fight. Right. So can you imagine that? You're top 10 in points, top 10 in assists, top 10 in penalty minutes, and top 10 in, in, in fights. So, but I remember though, Dad, you got used to get criticized, not so much in the Boston papers, but the other papers that uh, you, they told you you should stop Terry from fighting. Yeah, I, that, that's the same thing as taking the teeth out of a bull terrier. I yeah. said, you can't do it. You got to let them go. And he and uh, you know what? You know what? Funny thing, we're talking about Terry. I coached against them in the American Hockey League, 
and he was he was the rookie in the in the American Hockey League. And I thought, what, how would they ever draft this guy? Skating is t- terrible. Oh, you even you so you saw him. Oh, it was yeah. terrible. I I coached against him in the American Hockey League, and then the next year I saw him. He could, you know he could skate good. Well, I know he didn't skate good, but he could skate. And um, boy, oh boy, well, I, I couldn't his believe it. His nickname was Taz. Yeah, Tasmanian Devil. Like going in the corner, you know, the Tasmanian Devil in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, spinning yeah. all around, going. That was that was. <laughs> that was it. That's the way he played. And what did Peter McNabb said? He said, and they asked him, "How do you know where he, he passed the puck to?" He says, "I don't know where to pass the puck. They don't know where he's going. I don't know where he's going either." Yeah. Boy, he was. Did and, you ever give him heck about oh, not? Oh, I, I never give him heck. You know, you need, oh, not about playing his position. Never. Like it was all I, over I, the ice. I tried once and didn't what work happened? out too good. I used to, when he, we get on the, and he wouldn't cover the points and he wouldn't do as he's told in the, on our end. He wouldn't, in our end, he was the worst of all. So I, and I get on the bench and he'd be sitting there and he told me this about five, five years after I left and everything. He said, you know, when, when I, you used to get on the bench and I'd be on for a goal and it was my fault. Mm. I used to grab the front of my pants, take my glove off and grab the front of my pants because if I didn't, I'd go back well, tell and what, like how, like you oh, never, Yelled, gave him no, hell, no, but, but. no. I, I used to, I used to get on the bench and say, "Well, we all cover our points, and we all we, we make sure we this guy doesn't have a chance, but not Terry. Terry doesn't do it. Terry's got his own way, and he'd be in shaking hands with the other defenseman when he's trying to pass the puck, and he said, I used to, he said I used to sit there and just seethe when you need it. I, the only reason I took my gloves off is because not to dry the motor or anything was because I'd choke you to death. I said you'd try. <laughs> Anyhow, that's go ahead, but Terry, you want do you want me to say about the Vancouver? Yeah, so Van, go on. Yeah, yeah Vancouver uh, Demco. I don't understand it. He's, he started twelve games and um, they he's won, won last, two. They they won their last game. Oh, they last. Well, that's all. Be and Shane, well, Shane, well, they're, right? Yeah, they're they they're talking now. They're they're making change. And you know what? The rumor going around. Is, I know you don't like talk about rumors, but the Leafs are trying to get Tyler Myers. Well, that'd be nice. If and they, they figured. Well, who would they give? Who would they give up for that? Well, they'd have to. They said there's some. They said there's some guys that they could give up, but they they they're worried about cap space, and they think that. Jake Muzzins might go on long-term injury, so he'll be out. And he's—they're making the same, almost making the same amount of money. Myers is really a big guy. Yeah, he—he he just what the Leafs need. So yeah, he—he he, well, not quite, not quite, not quite, not quite. They oh. need a guy like uh, well, I, I'm not going into what they need. Anyhow, Shane Wright, he played only seven games for them, Tim. Yeah, and uh, you play eight, and I—I—I uh, I, I think this is right. Nine games. If they play, if he plays nine games, he's got to stay in the NHL. And right. I think it's so wrong. Just go what, to Kingston. This is what I heard last night on TV, though. That the, there's a, a a rule that if he misses five games in a row, they can send him down to the American Hockey League for two weeks, and then come back. I think if he misses one more game, he could go back down to the American Hockey League, play for two weeks, and when he comes back. They said that they could send him to the World Juniors, and oh. then after that, that so that's kind of I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I heard so that. So can last. I ask you a question? What would be better for him, Dad, to go back to junior oh, or go, to go back to the or go to the AHL? No, I think he'd go back to junior. That and, would be the and, best thing yeah, for him, I as opposed it, to because he'd be a big, be a big, big, be a big frog in a in a in a little lake. 
But you know what the problem? Yeah, know, I got worried there, Dad. What you're going to say? Huh? I was worried there. What you're going to say? A oh, frog oh, there. Huh. I was. Well, uh oh. It, the, here's the kind of the thing that people don't realize with him. He missed a whole year when the CHL shut down, COVID, right? Yeah. So he missed a whole year. So he didn't play for well over 12 months. And there's a lot of difference between playing exhibition games. So then he goes and he plays junior, right? And that season's cut short, right? Then he gets to the – he doesn't play in the World Juniors because it's canceled. He gets drafted by Seattle, and he's only played five games, so he hasn't really played a full season in close to three years. Yeah, I, I think Seattle's, they're nuts. They got to send them back. They're yeah. going to ruin them. You have to play. Yeah, and he'd be a big, he'd really, he'd really shine back in there. I watched Kingston play the other night, and they, 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 they play well. But with him, boy, they'd, he'd, they'd shine. Yeah, and the way it is in, in junior, right? If Kingston's not going anywhere, they trade him to a contender. Yeah. Right? And then he'd have a chance to go into the, you know, play in the in the playoffs and maybe go to Memorial Cup. But I, I just think this is it's career suicide for what yeah. they're doing to him because he hasn't played. He's played so little games in three years. Like yeah. the the kid, the the first round pick that Montreal has, he played when when Shane Wright was sitting out. He played, you know, he was playing over in Europe. So he's almost a year and a half behind everybody. That's a really good point, Tim. When you think of it like that. Oh. Well, we hope he get. I hope he gets it straightened out because he's a he's a nice boy and he's a nice hockey player. Dad and Cindy, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, they'll match your deposit up to five hundred dollars. You get ten spins on the big wheel for some big dough. And your first sports spot bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. And if you're a CFL guy, you could bet on the Grey Cup today. Well, I'd like to talk about Joe Crozier. Uh, well, Joe- before you enter Joe Crozier, Dad. Okay. Now, I'm not knocking all the Ottawa people listening. I'm not knocking Daniel. I, I like him because remember, he never knocked me when I... No, Ed. You know what I remember Daniel Alfredson, though, Cindy? I, I bet you I know. I remember I was at the game and the playoff game. And remember, he really, it was Ottawa on Toronto. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he just smoked. Just Who was Tucker, it? Tucker. Tucker. And everybody thought it was going to be. Oh, I thought a five-minute major. Oh, boy. This, you know, because I'm cheer for Toronto. Five-minute major. And, uh, you know, we're, we can't lose in this. And he got nothing. No, he got nothing. He walked in and snapped the top corner for the winner in overtime. I yeah. Thought, I thought you were going to say, was he the guy that you called Krusty the Clown? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Krusty the Krusty the Clown. Krusty the Clown. Well, he didn't get mad at that either. But he did look like him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I the think hair. they even showed Krusty the Clown on Hockey Night yeah. in Canada. I don't think that was And him. he didn't get mad at that either. No, no. Uh, he's a pretty good so, guy. So I'm not knocking him. I hope okay? not. I'm not knocking him and the thing. But he gets into the Hall of Fame. Okay? Yes, yes. So he, has, he scored 444 goals. He didn't win a cup. And he scored over 40 goals twice. So if that's... The plateau that if that's kind of the the benchmark to get into the Hall of Fame, then you have to look at Pat Verbeek. Pat Verbeek scored 522 goals, had over a thousand points, won a Stanley Cup, and scored 40 goals over 40 goals four times. And little he's ball a, of hate, little ball of hate, and he's not in. He used to stand in front of that net, remember? Yeah, and then Ricky Middleton has more goals, 448, scored 40 goals five times, 50 goals once. And still holds the record for the most points in a seven-game season or a seven-game series. I think he had 17 points in seven games against Buffalo one year, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Wrong team, Tim. 
if both of those had played in this in Canada, if one had played in Ottawa, if one had played in Toronto or Montreal, they'd have been in for sure. I, but you know what though? Then it, it makes. It makes the Hall of Fame kind of like weird, doesn't it? Like who gets in and who doesn't get in, and and why they don't get in. I mean, we won't even go into Dale Hunter. Well, you, we won't go into uh, 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 Paul Henderson. But yeah, yeah, Paul, it, now, of all the guys should be in, but Paul Henderson. Paul Henderson. He, if you look at his record, he played in the National League a long time. Well, your biggest beef with them was with Pat Burns. Oh, Pat Burns. Yeah. 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 They, they didn't elect him while he was alive. And then that, when he died that winter, they made, elected him. Now that's an injustice. Yeah, that but, was. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, uh, I'm not knocking Daniel Alfredson, but I think if that's the benchmark that you're putting in, then you have to put those guys in. Wrong team, Tim. I'd like to talk about Joe Crozier, my old coach that uh, passed away. He coached me and. Um, he, coached, I, he coached you in Rochester, right? In Rochester and Vancouver. We won the championship, three championships in a final while we were there. In Rochester, yeah. In Rochester, and then I went out west, and we won the, uh, I don't know what they call it, the American Hockey Lester League. Lester Patrick. Lester. Wasn't it the Lester Patrick uh, out when you won the uh, WHL? Boy, you're pretty smart, Sidney. I knew. Uh, <laughs> well, I still remember when you went out. I don't think Ma was too pleased when you no, went out to I, Vancouver. I went out. How did I go? Oh, he I know. He brought the whole team out there. He from brought Rochester, the whole team, and I didn't you. know why. Yeah, except and I, you, except me, and um, Daryl. I'll tell you how I got out there. So just to give. I think people get. So he coached you in Rochester. You won the championship. Championship there, and then Joe left and went to Vancouver. The, Vancouver, and he took all the players. All the players except, except me. <laughs> and then Darryl, and Dick Gamble. And oh yeah, yeah, Dick Gamble. They left because he was going to coach. And what did? And I remember it was owned by Vancouver. Daryl Sly and all that said they needed some more muscle if they were going to make the playoffs. Well, wait a minute. I'll tell you about that. They had a meeting with. Uh, uh, they were in second spot, so they had a they had a meeting with uh, Jim McKenney and Daryl Sly, and they said, "How are we going to How are we going to win the championship this year?" You know, and he says, "Well, the only way you're going to meet him is if you bring out Cherry." And, that's, and he phoned me and he said that, uh, well, I, I didn't have much choice. He said, you're coming out here. I said, I don't want to die. I'm here in Rochester playing. He said, no, no, you're going to come out here. And you and you said your mother wasn't, Rose wasn't too Ma happy. Ma wasn't very happy. He was three quarters. Yeah, you had about a half a season to go oh, when you went out at there. at least a half a and, season. And, uh, you Over. know, we're established in Rochester. And, you know, do we go out there? What what do you do? So, yeah. I mean, that's Ma, a long you were in school, right? I was, we were both in school. school. And there's Ma is left with, you know, I mean, she put she put in her dues about raising kids and yeah. by herself, and there you are. And I remember you always emphasizing how rainy it was and everything. I, you, you know, honestly, it must have rained every day in Vancouver. It had a scotch mist, anyhow. And uh, the day she came out, or <laughs> the three or four days she came out, it was bright and sunny. You were she, the only what else did you lie in a boat? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, and my buddy there was uh, Brucey Gamble. Boy, we had pretty good goaltending. Yeah. Brucey Gamble, he was... He must have had a good time. You stayed in hotels. It's like you're well, single I, The life. room I had was about as big as this room here. But half, and the, the air conditioner used to make a noise. And no, I didn't enjoy myself. No? Well, but you guys won the championship. And, oh, yeah. We won the championship. And we never lost a game in the playoffs. Not, not one game. And um, Did you have Johnny Canuck on your... What was your uniform? 
Yeah, we had we had Johnny Canuck for a while, but then we had I don't I forget what we had, and uh, but that Johnny Canuck they should have kept that uh, that that you know the, it was a little uh, it was a, a lumberjack, lumberjack yeah, lumber, yeah and he had Green. a hockey stick boy yeah. they could have made a remember fortune. the nice ring they gave the wives. No, I don't remember that. Oh, I still have it today. I I wear it all the time. No, oh, I never. I never. I you never got a ring for that championship, no. did you? But you, because you knew probably mom was mad. You ordered a ring, maybe, and uh, I still wear it today. I never got a ring. Yeah, it's a beautiful. I got. Ring. A, so did all the wives get a ring? Or just I look? don't know. That's a question for you, Dad. Did all the wives get a ring, or I how did you? I don't, re- don't even remember the ring. Yeah? Oh, I'll wear it next week, and you can take a look at it. Well, that's I why I know a- it's a Lester Patrick, because it's got it right on there. It's like a, and it's got well, a diamond. Well, that's how you know, then, eh? Yeah, and there's a diamond in it. There's oh, a nice diamond in it. Well, it's it a- must have been It must have been for the wives, then, because how's Dad going to get a ring? This is yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, they all got them. Joe Crozier was a funny guy. I could tell you stories about him that go on and on and on. I remember one time he coached twenty four years eh, in eight different leagues. I mean, he was he was he was a great coach. I remember one time he was in Quebec, and he and we were having a tough time with Quebec. And he let on he was I don't say he was dying, but he was let on he was dying. We had to go up to his room. The uh, the captain and the, and the assistant the assistants. I had to, we had to stand around his bed. Do it for me, boys. <laughs> and, and I was standing across from Pappen, and Pappen was making faces and everything like that. And Pappen was nuts. When when you have a morning skate, and yeah, you always have a little thing by the captain, by the coach, and he comes on and he says, um, "You have to, you know, you have to do and all that stuff and everything." Nobody pays any attention to it. You can hardly wait to get home and have your steak. So. And in in that there, you have you have three types of guys. You have guys that look straight down at the the floor, and they always look straight down at the floor. And then you have guys that look right at them, and then you have guys that look at the ceiling. And I, and he was this was an extra long one, extra long one, long. It just went on and on and on. And there was no way the team was beating us that night. And Daryl Slay, and he was sitting right beside me, Daryl, and he started to snore. Oh, and I started to laugh. And at the end of the thing, oh, and he was just, just frothing because. So he let was, me ask you, when you when you were giving your lecture in the dressing room to the players, I never said anything in the dressing room. No, you didn't. Oh, no, okay. I said. Be here, Tom. And, and, he, and he said, at the end of the meeting, he said, he says, okay, I'd be here at, uh, you know, so time. He says, Cherry, I want to see you in my suite. <laughs> I never forgot that. And I had to say, what the hell are you doing? I, what am I going to say? Daryl was storing next to me. I think one of the greatest times, in the, and we lost the game. And, you know, you're supposed to feel sad after a game, but we lost the game at home, and he was just seething he and and it, we used to have a plastic garbage can all the time eh uh, just as you come in you know i remember that i remember where i put it because you in the middle of the dressing room you had like a little table yeah with the tape and stuff and then there was the garbage can at the one end as you came in yeah and it was the plastic one so you throw your tape in and do plastic noise so he changed them for steel ones <laughs> the trainer did yeah the trainer trainer put the put two steel ones in i don't know why he put the steel ones in but he put the two steels one in and joe crozier came in after the game and kicked it because he thought it was plastic he broke his toe oh he had he wore a slipper and i remember it was a that all it was a plaid slipper and 
he wore the slipper, and then we went into a, a winning series, like a long, long winning series, and he never changed that series. You talk about he was an Irish guy, and he was superstitious. So even with the slipper, he was walking in behind he the He was walking in snow, and, <laughs> and he, wouldn't, he would, never, would never take that slipper off day of the game. So, Dad, what are some other superstitions that Joe oh, Crozier had? Oh, he had a lot of them, I'll tell you, but I'll, I'll tell you one that that I don't under, still don't understand. Rose was sick. She had the flu. And you were off to school. Yeah, I would have Yeah, been you were school. off to school. And Tim, I had to take Tim down. And I'll never forget, I brought Tim down. And, uh, and, uh, and he was not happy with the... With the a with kid the ki- in the dressing oh, room? No. kid in the dressing room. He wasn't. <laughs> he come he come out from the meeting and he looked. He gave me the dirty look. And as, as he come out and like that, and I said, well, I got nothing I could do. I didn't. I should have told him first to prepare him. So he come out and he gave me the dirty look and everything like that. So he did a speech and it wasn't a good speech. Well, he probably couldn't swear. Well, he didn't. No, that ever stopped the hockey players, please. <laughs> no, no, you're sitting on my knee. You were really good. Yeah, I just put my hand in. Don't say a word because if he had said a word, he'd, he'd cancel the meeting and, and it'd been awful. Anyhow, it was a good meeting. Or, the good meeting for us because it was short. You went like, out that night and you hammered the team. You won. Hmm? You won that night. Yeah, we won that night. We the next game she's still sick with the flu. It was like we had two or four games in a row, and and, and he came in. He wasn't. You know, he, now he's happy because we won. It was everything was the same. That's the way he had it. had to be everything the same. So we won. We won both three games in a row, and Tim had to come. And then Rose got better, so he didn't bring him. So. <laughs> we lost the next. We lost the game that, that I didn't bring him. So now he has to see me in his in his in his office. It was sweeter. He used to call it a sweet all the time. And it's sweet. I had to go up and I said, you know, the reason we lost that game. And I'm thinking, I I, I didn't play a bad game. He says, you didn't bring Timothy. <laughs> and so he was superstitious, and um, he was a good coach. And I have a whole bunch. Of, well, I don't have it, but I have some more stories. And next week, I'm going to tell you some more stories about Joe Crozier. He was a great coach.